Hello and welcome to Young Nostalgia, the podcast that takes a trip down memory lane from two guys that never lived it. I'm Nolan and as always, Ben is beside me 800 miles away at this wonderful, broadcasting, beautiful oak stained table. It's amazing. Great for podcasting and great <laughs> to see each other again. Ben, how you doing, man? Oh, it's been a, uh, it's been a extremely long day. From what I've heard, you've had ups and downs, but you know what? <laughs> We're here together, and our friendship is all that matters right now. Wow, way to, half way, to, way to turn that around, man. <laughs> I'm glad I could put a smile on your face. <laughs> so, episode 550, a huge milestone. Thank you guys so much for joining us for 50 amazing amateur podcasting style episodes it's great to have you guys here and celebrating the momentous occasion is one of our best friends and colleagues kyle kyle man a lot of people have heard a lot about you and they've heard you once before back on (laughs) young nostalgia the last beer when we talked about uh star wars episode eight the last jedi but he is finally here and we're going to talk about um our stories of growing up with retro video games along with you know what what we pledge loyalty to in terms of xbox playstation nintendo our first consoles as well as our own thoughts about the new revival of retro classic um consoles like the ps1 classic nes classic snes classic and kind of where they might go and how we connect with it how people uh, younger than us can connect with it and even our parents too because they had to go out on Black Friday and, and get all this stuff that we were really <laughs> looking forward to right but anyway without further ado Kyle thanks so much for joining us man how you been oh thanks for having me I'm so glad to be here and I'm doing pretty well actually so just living my best life man well, that's good. I mean, it can't can't get much better than recording Young Nostalgia only when True. we're back in the same room in a couple months, though. So, yeah, that's going to be fantastic. Right. We we got to get a show recorded then. Oh, we have some or, big plans, and I think people should be really excited about it. Yeah, at least one show together, hopefully multiple. That would be fun. Drunker <laughs> per episode, <laughs> we would just get drunker. So, yeah, even better. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So uh, a huge congratulations and shout-out to our good friend Kyle. Uh, started his first full-time gig today. Man, that's awesome, dude. It's it's great to see you growing and something that you want to do. Yeah, it was uh, it's a good day at work, I thought so. Anyways, I uh, enjoyed it. So hopefully it'll continue being a good time. I love it. He's so, I don't know. <laughs> just the way Kyle explains things <laughs> makes me smile. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's start. Let's stop beating around the bush and let's just trim the hedges. Huh? Let's talk about who oh we pledged. <laughs> what? That was what? so bad. That was so bad. How can you like, how can you look someone in the eye and say that? <laughs> well, good thing we cut off the, cut off the video. <laughs> And it's just audio. Oh, my God. All right. To the task at hand. Okay, guys. Who do we pledge loyalty to? Uh, the, the three main major parties. We got Xbox, PlayStation, or Nintendo. So who do we pledge loyalty to right now in our adult lives? Kyle, what do you got? Uh, me, personally, I have uh, always been a PlayStation. Uh... All right, Ben, what do you got? <laughs> 
You just you just shut me down. Yes. That's that. That ain't cool, man. Kyle, I'm sorry. Keep on going. Keep on going. Nah, man. You don't want to hear from me. Nah, I was just saying. I've always been PlayStation here. Uh, was our first console was PlayStation. So uh, with the PlayStation One, actually, uh, my brother and I got it from my grandparents. I believe it was for our birthday. Um, but you know, we had a PlayStation One, PlayStation Two. I did not. We did not have a PlayStation Three. But then recently, I just bought a PlayStation Four. So for me personally, I've always been PlayStation. Never been much of an Xbox dude or uh, a little bit Nintendo, but that was more recently when when you guys got me into Nintendo. So, but me personally, PlayStation. So, what's your big reason on pledging PlayStation? Um, <laughs> back in the day, it was just because that was what we got. I don't remember if we ever actually asked for the PlayStation or it was just our grandparents were like, hey, they, maybe they want a PlayStation. Um, so then PlayStation 2 was just kind of like made sense for us because that's what we knew, you know. So we just bought PlayStation right. 2. Now, for PlayStation 4, uh, my big reasoning for getting the PlayStation 4 was exclusives. Uh, PlayStation exclusives really resonated with me because personally, I'm not a huge online uh, gamer. I'm more of a single-player um, adventure type of gamer so for me all of the PlayStation exclusives that appealed to those types of genres is what really got me so The Last of Us, Horizon Zero Dawn, um, Uncharted those were the type of games that really drew me into getting a PlayStation rather than an Xbox all right, all right. All sound, sound choices and reasoning. Uh, ben, how about you, big guy? What's up? All right, this is this is a tough question for me to answer because I've got I'm kind of split between two different uh, two two different factions here. I am a loyal, loyal, loyal Nintendo follower. Right. Um. Especially the NES, OG Nintendo. And I still play it quite a bit. And whether it's actually on Nintendo or uh, emulated on my Wii, I have a homebrewed Wii, so I can pretty much play anything I want, whether it's Nintendo, Super Nintendo, uh, Nintendo 64, anything like that. And so I really, really enjoy those games. But at the same time, when I'm actually playing real modern games, I am Xbox or nothing. And... I have to make that distinction because Nintendo is they've even from the the beginning yeah they were games were pretty much you just think of the classic Nintendo games pretty much all the other consoles that were out there around that time or even a little bit later into the Super Nintendo Nintendo 64 um, they're all pretty much the same but as as we've kind of evolved in the video game world um, Nintendo has stayed the kind of the cartoony, the, the, the fun, just time-passing party games. Like, you have friends over, mm-hmm. you're drinking beer, you're playing Nintendo, not really super invested in the game, just having a good time. Um, and then, if you want to sit down and just kind of marathon through a 
Fallout or a Call of Duty campaign or something like that, you're obviously going to sit down and do that on a Xbox or PlayStation. Why you would ever want to do it on a PlayStation, I have no idea. Um, <laughs> but because PlayStation, I guess I guess that's. <laughs> but I guess that's kind of my answer. I'm kind of torn between the two because I really like both, but I use them for two vastly different reasons. Right. So I can kind of sympathize with that. And for me, right now, I pledge loyalty to Xbox. Uh, ever since the 360 came out, my brother and I kind of really bonded over the 360, especially over Halo. That was a huge market for me. I was a huge, big uh, Halo fan. But my love is also split with PlayStation because I grew up big time with PlayStation. Our first console was PlayStation 1, and my huge gaming experience when I was young uh, up through middle school and high school was PlayStation 2. Absolutely loved it. Probably one of the best systems I ever remember playing. And then from there, we got the 360 when it came out. But so much nostalgia with my brother and my dad really you know, wins my heart over in terms of PlayStation. So instead of you know, the retro games being uh, Nintendo for Ben, it was PlayStation for me. But even now, when I'm thinking retro, like, yeah, I have some really good heart felt nostalgia with the playstation and i enjoy the playstation 2 and playstation 1 games to this day i'm really latching on to like the n64 and then the and then and the nintendo classics which i kind of love as an adult now but when it comes to modern gaming and you know if i'm sitting down and i'm having a beer and i want to play with online with friends xbox all the way uh, a lot a lot of times just because of halo but uh, i also really enjoy just kind of the layout and the feel of what an xbox give you gives you um, and that's where I'm at. So, transitioning to this, let's talk about what our first console was and kind of um, our favorite either game or series and our favorite memory if you can think about it. So, now that we're all set that base of who we play Loa to, to today, Kyle, how about you? You said your first console was a PlayStation, but how about what kind of uh, memories or your favorite parts of the PlayStation? What was that for you? Uh, me personally, um, the one I always go back to in terms of PlayStation 1 is Spyro. That, for me, was the game, and it still is. I still enjoy games like that. They're kind of like, I guess you can call it a 3D platformer. It's not, you know, strictly platform because you can move around the map and whatnot, but you have a direct path that you have to take. And... Right. But that was always that was my favorite game probably growing up. But I'd have to say it probably ties with CTR, Crash Team Racing. Oh my god. That game is amazing. That oh, has I got that to game. be the best kart racing game ever. Mario Kart yes. might have it because it's more of a modern game and they're still making them. However, CTR is the classic game for me, and do you still have that game, Kyle? I do. I have oh my CTR, God. and I also have all three of the original Spyro trilogy games for PlayStation One. Dude, when we wow. hang out, can you please bring CTR, man? You know how long it's been since I played that game. Uh, if you remind me, yes, I'll even bring the original PlayStation One too. Oh, I've actually yes. never played. CTR. Dude, you're going to love it, man. Yeah. It is awesome. It is. I mean, I 
I've never played that, but I, I mean, obviously it's not really the same thing. Uh, but I, I, I did as well I, at one point in time. It didn't get as much use as like the Nintendo or the later Xbox. I did have a PlayStation One for a little bit, and that was one of my favorite games. Was the like the original Crash Bandicoot. So it's kind of right. like you know the same characters and that sort of stuff. Obviously, it's a totally different game. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I mean, it, it kind of goes along the same lines, I suppose. Right. Okay, dude. Kyle, I absolutely love it. I'm glad you brought up CTR, man. That's bringing back so many memories. <laughs> oh, that's insane. Uh, ben, how about you? Your first and either your favorite game, trilogy, or what have you? Well, I my when growing up, I really actually wasn't super into video games. Um, I played a little bit here and there. Um, and my actual first console was an NES, and it was my parent. I think my parents bought it new in 1985-ish, or you know, a couple years after, when it was still being sold. Um, and so, obviously, it was a fairly old console by the time I got it, and so I played a a lot on that because that's all that's all I had. We just I wasn't into video games. Um, you know, I was more of an outside kind of kid. Um, and I would play that occasionally, but that's that. That was my first one. Then was, I, I kind of uh, fell into a a uh, PlayStation One that I played a little bit. Uh, I think it was a hand-me-down from uh, my uncle, I believe, when he got a PlayStation Two. When they came out, I got I got uh, he gave me his PlayStation One, so I played that a little bit. Um, but primarily, the very first experience I had of video games was a plate was a excuse me the original Nintendo. And that kind of goes back to some of the memories uh, that you were that you were talking about. Um, I remember playing that with my mom. My dad was never really super into it. He played every once in a while, um, but I played it a lot with my mom. We, you know, the back and forth with Mario, or um, uh, we were also super into Star Tropics and Star Tropics Two: Zoda's Revenge. Um, right, I remember. Uh, when we were in college, you'd play through those at least a couple times a year. Yeah, yeah, and those are some those are that's kind of fits both both parts to that question. That was a really good memory I had. I used to play that thing all the time with my mom. But those are also happen to be my favorite games and series. Star Tropics, they're really, really, really similar to the Zelda games. With you know, there's kind of two different game modes. There's the adventure mode where you walk around and you talk to people and you go different places, and then you enter the the fight mode where it kind of zooms in a little bit on the character and you go through room by room, clearing the enemies. You know that sort of thing. If anyone knows anything about old video games, everyone kind of patterned their games off of you know <laughs> that format. Um, but I do like Zelda and those games, but I I knew. Star Tropics first, and so that's kind of what I compare everything to, and and you're right, I play them all the time. It's gotten to the point where they're so incredibly easy to me. I can just sit down in a couple hours and just beat the game, um, you know, maybe <laughs> dying once or twice, right? Um, on just the really tricky parts. But for the most part, I've got it pretty much memorized. And you know what? I grew up playing those games, and they're so fun that I don't care. I still have fun when I'm just breezing through them, you know. Right, and and I think it's so interesting. Um, you know, Kyle, we're obviously going to talk th- about this a little bit more when we talk about like the revival of the retro um, classics and stuff. But 
you know, Kyle's kind of mainstream was, you know, games that were really highly regarded back in the day. And it's kind of neat to hear that, like, you know, Star Tropics, from what I've heard, like, wasn't exactly regarded as, like, a good game. Mm-hmm. But, you know, obviously you have huge memories and that you like it a lot just because of your experience with it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm kind of the, the same way a little bit where, like, my... I, I kind of grew up with my brother uh, and uh, we were huge into like sci-fi stuff. So I don't know if you guys have heard of uh, the fifth element, but my very first console was actually a PS one. And my brother had the kind of these weird off- offshoot games. One was called apocalypse, which actually starred Bruce Willis. And, the, <laughs> and the, the character model was by like made of Bruce Willis. And he had like, Bruce Willis only had like five lines the entire time because the studio couldn't afford him to actually do a full line of dialogue. So you'd be playing the game and he'd like say five lines just repeated depending on what you're doing. <laughs> That's and fantastic. Yeah, like like the and, and it was a kind of this 3D platformer shoot like run and gun game and it was just fun. And then there's also um a video game of The Fifth Element which was regarded as being completely awful, but I love that <laughs> game and it's so much fun. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's just like so buggy and like you could shoot through walls and still hit enemies and everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then, but finally, one of my biggest favorite things back in the day uh, that brings back most memories for me is actually, I, I think I showed you guys this because I got it for the N64 uh, a couple years ago, but I think we played together was the Space Invaders, kind of the re-envisioned oh, yeah. Space Invaders. Mm-hmm. Like kind of more 3D um, and a little bit different because the enemies, you know, move around at the top, but then you can also get like special power-ups of shields and special missiles and stuff. And you just clear stages and then you go uh, planet by planet up until you come to Earth, you beat it, and then you win the game. But that was huge. Like, you know, just like how you get so good at Star Tropics or Spyro, you know, my brother and I and my dad, was we even got so good that we could beat that within like 40 minutes just together. <laughs> going throughout the whole thing and it was it's fantastic and to be able to plug that in and just kind of relive those memories it was it was always fun yeah i i do uh we did play that quite a bit in school i don't i think you got it i don't think you had it at the beginning of did you have it senior year when we lived in the house or did you get it when we were living in the uh uh in the dorm still i can't remember i think it was i think it was when we all still living in the dorms okay why don't yeah, I remember this I, game? I, kinda, I don't know, Kyle. Maybe you were part of the cool kids. <laughs> I remember doing all. I remember doing Super Mario Brothers all the time, trying to get all the stars right. and whatever, whatever it is you have to get rings we, or long, com- plenty of wasted nights playing that. <laughs> oh yeah, how many classes were skipped the next morning because we were up <laughs> till like three o'clock? You know, trying to beat a stinking Mario level. Hopefully, More than I'd like to admit. <laughs> the best thing is, my parents don't regularly listen to this show, but how much you want to bet this is the show they start with? <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, I can be honest and say that zero was the answer for me. <laughs> Kyle, you always the goody two-shoes out of us all. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we graduated. <laughs> we graduated. <laughs> All right, I, I absolutely love it. And I can't wait to, to go back into the retro times with you guys. We even make a follow-up episode to this where, like, we all sat down and played 
our favorite childhood games together. That'd be kind of cool. That would be a lot of fun. And I'm kind of a, a tangent to that. I'm currently, it's kind of a slow going process because I've been super busy at work and I pretty much go to work, come home and go to bed and then go to work again. Um, but I'm kind of working on setting up my old consoles and that sort of thing. And I would really like to be getting some more old consoles like the a Super Nintendo. Uh, and Sierra has a Nintendo 64, so I don't have to worry about that. Um, but I'm kind of going to get like a, a setup going of all the consoles going through like a, uh, an input switch to a single TV to be able to have all the consoles out right there and switch back and forth between them almost you know kind of almost like on display it's like a usable display (laughs) um and so if i have my act together in time that would be super awesome for us to sit down and do that just right having a good time bouncing back and forth between old school consoles i love it i love it all right so let's shift into the main topic of the show uh talking about retro remakes including uh just a few weeks ago uh, the PlayStation 1 Classic was announced, and then about a year to year and a half to two years ago, the NES Classic and the SNES Classic being released. So with us don't being so the, fun... Uh, don't forget the... Ah, uh, jeez. Oh, well, the Atari. Uh, they think oh. they did... The, they were like the first to kind of come back with a new right. old console. Right. The one that kind of tipped the scale and, and just cascaded through all of this, and everyone just kind of jumped on the bandwagon. Right. But, just had to throw that in there. Right. Okay. So... Let's start with Kyle, man. So you're a big, huge fan of PlayStation, and PlayStation 1 was a huge memory for you. You know, how do you feel about the PlayStation 1 Classic coming out? Do you think it's almost just throwing your money away? Or would you, you know, would, or, or do you think it's a good buy if there's somebody that doesn't necessarily want to collect at all? Um, I'm going to have to take different approaches on this one, but as a personal opinion on it I guess since right now I don't know and nobody really does what games are coming on the PlayStation remake I don't really have any interest in one right now but that also goes to saying that I have a PlayStation 1 and I have several games for it of which I thoroughly enjoy playing and I thoroughly enjoy playing over and over again so that being said I'm not super interested into in a PlayStation 1 remake right now uh, when it comes right. to others other people buying it I think it's depending on what games get uh, put on it I think it's a good idea uh, for certain people certain gamers um, whether that be older gamers that just don't want to buy a console and all those games because if they get the right games downloaded on this console it can be a huge hit because there might be people out there who want to or may have a desire to buy a PlayStation and these games that are on it well if they see that this is a console with the pre-downloaded games on it and it has a large chunk of their list of games they want to play on it that might be the perfect thing for them um so you know in terms of playstation one that's kind of where i stand on that 
if you want me to, I'm right. going into the NES though. I actually just recently looked at the NES, the NES Classic, uh, online and saw there was like sixty bucks for like thirty games, and they were thirty games that I would actually want to play. I think, and I'm honestly considering either a buying it myself or b asking for it for a gift. Um, right. Because that looks like because you guys kind of got me into Nintendo with the whole uh, Mario Super Mario Brothers and uh, all the time we spent playing that so and and I've always been into Zelda I've liked uh, the concept of Zelda is pretty similar to what uh, Spyro is in terms of an adventure game um, fighting monsters and whatnot so um, you know, it's got Zelda on there, it's got Mario. And as Ben said earlier, Nintendo's always been that cartoony type of console. And I like that. Those are the type of games I like. I like the cartoony type of games. So, and right. that's where I stand on well, that. Let me ask you this real quick, Ben. Feel free yeah. to jump on in this as well. Do you guys think the PS1 isn't old enough to make a classic. I mean, you look at the SNES and then you look at the NES, right? Those things are 30, pushing 20, you know, 25, pushing 30 years old, and they came out with a classic. For PlayStation 1, I feel like it's still pretty common. Even then, they're coming out with, you know, the digital uh, ROMs that you can get on, you know, PSP or PS Vita or even PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 4 that you could download these games. Is the PlayStation 1 not old enough to really get a classic yet? Because I feel like it's still easy to go and get a PlayStation. I I think it is. Um, It it is. They definitely seem like they're more common than the NESs, but you gotta think the original PlayStation came out in 1994. It's coming up on 25 years old. Wasn't it 95? Wasn't it 94? Uh, it was... I, well, I gotta, I gotta come clean, and I just looked it up about 30 seconds ago. <laughs> uh, fair it enough, was fair December enough. of 1994, so okay. it was almost 95. I so was I guess think, it's not I was quite thinking to, it was the same year I was born, which was 95, so... Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah so, I mean, it, it, it's... Uh, an original Nintendo is just barely younger than... Nolan and I, and yeah, it's it's definitely a more relatable console. But if you look in the grand scheme of things of retro video games, I think I think it's coming up on you know being eligible to officially call retro. Um, we'll look at it look at it in terms of this. What uh, it, kind of in a totally different world. Uh, when you're you're getting a car and you want to put historical plates on it, it's got to be 25 years old. Is that right. it? And yeah, and so oh. I don't know. Looking at it kind of through those eyes, I mean, it. I don't know. I know it's not the same thing, but um, I don't know. It's it's coming up on 25 years, and that's you know, it's not a short period of time, even though it doesn't seem that long ago. I think it could definitely be called retro. Okay. Do you, do you feel that this is a good thing to do? 
even in going forward, you know, with people younger than us, obviously buying a PS1 Classic or an NES Classic or SNES Classic is easier than collecting the hard copy. Obviously, the three of us kind of have a different mindset in terms of we like to see our collection. We like hard copies. Mm -hmm. We like manuals. We like everything. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. with people younger than us, it's just going to be easier to connect with, you know, what, you know, let's say our kids. It's going to be easier for them to connect with us for what the games we grew up with by having a PlayStation 1 Classic. Like, how does that guy, like, do you feel like this is a good thing to do? Well, if Kyle doesn't mind me taking this a little bit as well. Um, no, go ahead. He he kind of talked about it a, a, a little bit ago with a previous answer to a question. Um, I think this is a good way for someone to get into it you know, who wants to play these games but isn't necessarily so die-hard as what we would be. And we're definitely not as hardcore old-school games as other people can be. Not even close. You know, we're really into it, but we're not, you know, that's not what we're all about. Right. Um, and I think it's a good way for someone to get into it who's interested, interested, but not necessarily ready to just take a leap and buy an old console and start building a collection. And I think I, I look at that in terms of just ease of use, as well as cost. I'm pr- I am near I am very very confident that you can in a cheaper package you can get the console and those 30 games or however many it is for cheaper than you can buy an old console and build up that same library because I know just from with my NES game collection which I don't have a ton. And I don't have a ton of money wrapped up in it, but it's quite a bit because you got to look at it's probably between twenty and thirty bucks per game, depending on the popularity and how uh, how high the demand is for a game. Right. And that's on top of buying the console from anywhere in between twenty to fifty bucks, depending on the console. If it's a special edition, it might go all the way up to a hundred bucks, especially if you know some people are are putting out you know the original box it comes with the original box or the manual or something like that you know yeah Um, and so i think the price point definitely is there if you're looking for something like that whether i and i I say the nes and this could go for the playstation as well or the or anything else that they would put out uh, i think that's definitely a good selling point for it is someone wanting to get into it but not wanting to invest a huge amount of time collecting the games as well as the money because i think it's not the more i think about it the de- it's definitely cheaper right mm-hmm. so how about how about kyle in terms of getting this i know you said right now you're not necessarily sold on it and i'm not either but what is going to make you sold on it like i mean i'm sure in the back of our minds we all have those uh the brands and and, and the series that has to be on this but how about for you, I just want to hear you say, what has to be on this PlayStation Classic to make it worth it? Like with the NES, you know, Zelda was on there, Mario was on there. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of stuff is expected. And that, like, you're not going to sell a classic console unless you have what series on it. So for PS1, how about you? What what series have to be on it? That's a good question that I honestly don't really know the answer to. And I the re- main reason for that is I don't know my PlayStation 1 games super duper well. Um, I will say what will not sell me on it, and this is more of a personal opinion, 
Uh, what won't sell me is that they have all the original Spyros. Um, it's, it's just, well, like, I don't know. If they have games that I already have currently, like, it's not worth my money to spend the money on a PlayStation Classic to get a second copy of all the games that I already own personally. Right. Right. Well, so even then, even then, look, look at how they're remastering these. Like Spyro remastered. Right. All of the originals are coming back out. You got the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy that Ben can speak to a little bit. Like, oh, they great. released it's this great. PlayStation so One. <laughs> they released this <laughs> PlayStation One classic, and you're expecting these high-profile series to be on there, but yet then they just got a reboot on right. these games. Right. So it's like, what is what is the point? Right. Well. I think, and when you bring that up, I almost said, you know, if, if Crash Bandicoot, the original Crash Bandicoot's on that, I still won't be sold. Because I actually have the Crash uh, Bandicoot Insane Trilogy, the remaster for PlayStation 4. I never actually did play the original originals um, on the PlayStation 1, but since I played the remastered, it's not the same. I understand it's not the same, but I feel like it's close enough for me to say I've played the Crash Bandicoot trilogy. Um, right. I think what's going to happen with the PlayStation 1 Classic is we're going to get games like, and you might have to correct me if I'm wrong here, I don't know if these are PlayStation 1 games or not, but I think like Metal Gear Solid, I think that started uh -huh. on PlayStation 1. Uh, Final Fantasy, some of those games like Final Fantasy will be on there. Um, I could see, I could see Tomb Raider being huge. Maybe, oh, yeah, maybe something like that. You know, some of these games, although Tomb Raider has been remastered, remastered kind of. I'm pretty sure they're remaking them all, not remastered. So, because all the ones they're releasing now are remaster remakes of the old versions, right? I'm pretty sure. I think uh, some of them, think some of them are more of new stories. Okay. I yeah. don't know if they've actually done like a remastered of the original old game, just updated. I don't know if it's they've actually followed the exact line. I could totally be wrong. Um, they they did do an upgrade sure and they did do an upgrade and remaster of Tomb Raider One for the PS2, uh, and they redid that one for the PS2, and it looks a lot better and runs better. Okay. But how about okay. this? How about this? What if, obviously, there's a whole bunch of uh, licensing and other issues. Ben, I'll, I'll ask you this. What if, going into the future, releasing classic consoles actually are tailored by the games that you want? So you can almost customize your classic console that you have, let's say, you have 20 games to load onto this console and you get to pick out of the library that was released for it back in the day. Does that make it more marketable to you? Me, yes. Because, um, like, I think know, that I would be pretty cool. I think that definitely does add a selling point. Um, but I kind of have to preface it with, as much as I kind of talked up, you know, there was talked up these retro re-releases of of consoles and you know i talked about how great the price point was on them and that sort of thing i'm not sold on the whole idea as you know 
as a whole, like I probably would not buy them um, unless they had something like that. Unless they had something that really, really, really drew me to them. Just because, you know, I, I, I just part of the fun of the old consoles is having the old consoles, right? Um, mm-hmm. And I think, and one of my major sticking points on them is, uh, a, you know. I already said it's not the old console, but B, I'm I'm a little bit worried about quality of the consoles, and that's that has nothing to do with maybe quality isn't the best word because I, I'm sure that they're well made, but I want I would want them to be exactly the same. I want the controllers to have the old mechanical button feel, the the kind of heavy click that they get. I want them to, um, you know. I, I like the 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 heaviness of the plastic. You can just you know you can just tell that it's an old thing just by the way the plastic feels, the way it looks, mm-hmm. and you can tell, you know, that's that's another big factor into me liking these old games. It's just the fact that they're the software and the hardware is old too. And so I'm not that's I'm not putting down these new consoles by any means. Um, but that's just not what I'm necessarily into, and that's really kind of one of my main sticking points on it. Um, is the fact that it's just it's not the it's not the same. It's the same, but it's not. Mm-hmm. You know? Interesting. Um, yeah. I think what would be what would draw me to it a little bit more is if they were re-releasing these things. <coughs> excuse me. Re-releasing these things, just like just like they picked up production of the old ones you know what if they re-released the original consoles they re-released they got back with the production companies and started re-pumping re-popping game cartridges you know Uh uh-huh and did it that way and maybe they could have a bundle where you buy a thing and it comes with this many games but they're cartridges and you still gotta you know put a new cartridge in and I'd i'd be fine with updating like Maybe better batteries in the in the save uh, cartridges, you know, because those things they half the time they lose your save game. <laughs> right, right. Um, and maybe technology updates in that regards, but that's what would really draw me in. Is if it was just it was just it's just like it's just like if it was the day after they stopped production in 1985, and they decided, hey, let's keep making them, you know. Yeah. No, if that I makes tol- any sense. No, I totally get it. And then. I, it, it's kind of cool, and you know, this is gonna even wrap up the episode where we uh, talk about where it could go in the future, and I think that's really a good idea. Um, and you know, obviously, I don't think these retro consoles and the classic revival are ever gonna go away, but I think they could always improve on it going forward. So next, you know, PlayStation Two Classic or X- original Xbox Classic, and I just think that they're gonna keep on going through and kind of revive the old feel so Mm -hmm. we'll go one by one and you know kyle where do you feel like retro remakes are going to go from here Uh, hard telling to be 100 honest (laughs) it's nothing's unexpected anymore i mean there's so much that could happen and i feel like if these games do as well these retro consoles these classic consoles uh do as well on the market as they're probably expected to do we're definitely going to see 
PlayStation 2 classic, Xbox original classic or whatever, uh, PlayStation 3 classic. But you also have to think, we're pushing close on what you said, almost 25 years for PlayStation 1. PlayStation 2 came out, I don't know when, but several years obviously after the PlayStation 1. PlayStation, yeah, I think it was late 2000. Right, so PlayStation 3 was even later than that. PlayStation 4 was probably even more years. Like, it's going to be a while before we see some of these PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3 classics. I feel like. Um, do you think... Do you think it'll ever end? Like, do you think they'll just stop making classics altogether? Actually, because at what point does, at what point does like classic not even matter anymore? Like, PS One is always <laughs> going to be classic. You know what I mean? But yeah. at what point does it just not be classic anymore? Like, I could see how you know way down the line, three sixty is going to feel dated, but it's not going to look like a PlayStation. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that will always be classic. You bring up an interesting point for me, Nolan. Um, you speak about, you know, like, when will a classic not be a classic? Honestly, I can go on to the PlayStation Store right now and buy a majority, I think, of PlayStation 3 digital games. Now, I can't, right. I can't put in a PlayStation 3 disc and run it like a, like a hard disc. I can't run the game that way, I don't believe. But I can buy a lot of digital games, PlayStation 3s, some PlayStation 2s, possibly some PlayStation 1s. And I feel like if they continue allowing some of that type of stuff, a PlayStation 3 classic isn't really, there's like, there's no market for it, you know what I mean? Like, I can just hop on my PlayStation 4 or... Who knows, possibly PlayStation 5 will have all the same games, you know, PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 4 digital games. Um, like, if, if they continue allowing you to buy digitally through their online store old games, a classic console is no longer necessary, assuming right. that you have a current-gen console. Huh. I like thoughts. I like the thoughts. How about you, Ben? finishing up this well, episode with future opinions and and kind of either where classic is going to go or is it just going to fade out well uh the the last part of uh, you and kyle's conversation there kind of started to move into what i was going to talk about is i see it moving forward up until uh pretty much the xbox the original xbox era um because we already start seeing a little bit of uh, the original Xbox becoming a little bit more popular. I knew some people that that uh, are kind of digging them back out and playing them, and that goes along with the PlayStation One uh, or PlayStation Two. There's kind of n- not all the stuff lines up perfectly um, from every brand, but I see it having a, a definite cutoff as to what's going to continue on, and maybe be maybe 20 years from now they're going to re-release re-re-release the PlayStation 1 classic, you know? Right. Um, but but kind of what Kyle was talking about, you know, it's with as technology gets better, backwards compatibility is going to be better, so you, to play the old games, you're not going to have to get 
different hardware. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I'm kind of bringing it back to a, a, a different um, a different hobby, kind of relating it to a different hobby. Look at the difference between. Let's look at the like when the original Mustang came out in '64 and a half. It was cool. Ten years later, in the '70s, and uh-huh. it's it's awesome now. Well, and and when it was released in the '60s, it was just a car. You drive it every day, just like someone would treat a brand new, a brand new uh, commuter car, or right. sports car, or anything like that. Yeah, or well, like Camaros, at, like Camaros or Volkswagens. You know, you would see them everywhere. Right, and and they've they've gone on this long, and they're still awesome. But look at a nineteen ninety nine Ford Fiesta. <laughs> you know, it ser- it it okay. It's a, a different car class, whatever. But it served the same purpose when it was brand new. It was transportation. Right. But look at ten years from then. No one cares one little bit about a 1990... In 2019, no one is going to care one little bit about a 1999 Ford Fiesta. Right. Only to get a replacement head headlamp from uh, the junkyard. Right. Exactly. But there's still going to be... Uh, jaws are going to be hitting the ground when an original Mustang goes cruising by. You know? Interesting. And so that's kind of how I'm looking at it like this. Mm-hmm. Like It's, it's going to get to a point where it's the modern games are they're going to kind of start it's only going to get so good i see it and it's they're going to start running together and then nothing's going to have that classic appeal there's still going to be offshoots and small factions of loyalists who are going to you know want to be different and you know they're going to be into that thing i'm not saying that there's not mm-hmm. i just don't think it'll have the cult following that the old stuff will you know what i totally see that point and i think that's an amazing point to wrap it all up and really i i mean i can't really say too much more because i totally agree with both of you and you know obviously we (laughs) We had conversations right (laughs) uh but honestly for me it kind of boils down to back when these classic consoles were so big they had room to take risks and change but now it's almost ending up on this plateau where we've gotten so good TVs, you can only have so good of hardware in this little shiny plastic box. It's not the same like it used to be. Like we're almost getting to the point where technology is as best as we can get it, and it doesn't really get much better for, than this until 15 years later when something big happens. But stuff was changing so much and so fast back then, these consoles were taking risks, and that's what makes them classics. Right, if and going off on that real quick, if you think about it, these consoles, these classics that they're re-releasing, these are the game changers, you know? Right. These were the ones they that were first changed of a kind. the games, the game, literally, they changed the game industry, you know, the gaming industry as a whole. Um, when you think about PlayStation 2 even, or even like PlayStation 3, did they really change the game? Maybe a little bit, but they're not PlayStation 1 game changers, you know? They're just, they right. changed it, and they upgraded it, they updated things, but they weren't the original changers. Right. Totally right. agree. Totally All agree. Right. You guys are awesome. 
I loved it. What a great episode 5-0. Absolutely fantastic. Thank you guys so much for joining us here at Young Nostalgia this week as we continue our journey through retro pop culture. As always, if you enjoy the show, please leave a kind review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you catch your podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, anywhere we're out there. We want to hear from you guys, including Kyle. We want to hear from all of you guys, our listeners. If there's anything else you want to hear or know about Ben, me, our guests, Kyle, Dino, uh, Shane, anyone that's been on, please give us an email. Anything about your opinions, anything. Give us an email or post on our social media accounts. Uh, you can find us at youngnostalgia2017 at gmail.com or youngnostalgia.podbean.com and you'll see our social media banners there. Give us a follow, give us a like, give us a shout out, and let us know what you think. Um, and if you have any other questions or suggestions for the show, give us an email youngnostalgia2017 at gmail.com. I think that wraps up episode five zero. Kyle, man, thanks so much for being on. Can't wait to, to see you in person in just a couple months and and uh, <laughs> record right. record another episode all together. Yeah, I can't wait to see you guys either. I miss you. Oh, we miss you too, man. Uh, ben, anything else, big guy? No, I think that was a a, a super fun episode. We kind of revisited a previous episode uh, where we had my brother on. Um, right. kind of uh, expanded on some of the topics that we might not necessarily uh, got to talk too much about without running out of time. Um, and so that was I think it was a great follow-up, had a lot of fun. Right, man. I Hopefully hopefully Kyle and I were able to turn your day around a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Young Nostalgia always turns my day around. Oh, talk about me being cheesy. <laughs> 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 yeah, oh my god, I, I love it. You guys <laughs> you guys are absolutely awesome. As we always say here on Young Nostalgia, keep the bottles empty and the ashtrays full. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.